Hi everyone, my name is Mare Verk and welcome to Life on the Farm. Hi everyone and welcome back to another week or I guess in this case another episode in this week at Life on the Farm. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I wanted to make sure that I rounded out my cardiology experience with you all, um, but I took some time to really soak in the match process and ending up at UC Davis, which I am very excited about. But today's episode is going to be all things having to do with the end of my acute care cardiology rotation. Last week, I finished everything up. It was really bittersweet just because I feel like I finally found my groove. And of course, you get connected with the people that you work with, both pharmacists, in addition to all the other providers, like the attendings, the residents, the interns. Um, It was a really great experience. And I really love being on the inpatient side and really getting to apply myself and see kind of what my life might look like as a resident in the same type of setting and really push myself to be that pharmacist on the team. And I'd have to say the last two weeks, as you can imagine, as you progress the rotation, are definitely the most exciting. You find your groove, you really become a part of the team and people start to miss you and tiger text you. Tiger texting is the way we securely communicate within the hospital, even when you're not there, when you have other things going on. And so it's a really good feeling and you definitely feel a lot more independent and confident coming out of it, or at least I did, which I'm really grateful for. So on this week's episode, I want to kind of talk about how the team dynamic has grown over this course of six weeks and where I kind of saw myself and reflect on that whole progression. And also at the same time, share with you a really, really awesome experience that we got, which was being able to go into the OR. And so I'll tell you all about that and kind of what the role of the pharmacist is, which I think is so interesting because so many people think that pharmacists, not even what they think pharmacists can do, but more so what they think pharmacists can't do. And you know what, in both cases, very limited scope in the general public and understandably so. But I think as we move forward over the next couple of years, hopefully it becomes more apparent and sharing more information and seeing pharmacists physically out on the floor and doing things and having a hands-on approach will definitely shed some light on that. So as the title suggests, don't miss a beat as I'm trying to do this week and get this episode out so that you all can get a better look into what the end of my experience was. So without further ado, let's get into it. So we'll go ahead and start off by talking about the team dynamic. And I think this is something when I look back at my first week, I was definitely a lot more timid. I didn't want to kind of interrupt any of the interns or residents when they were presenting, not to say that I interrupted them more so later on. Um, I also didn't really understand kind of how I fit into the grand scheme of things. What exactly was my scope? How much can I say? How much can't I say? really where should I be setting myself up? How should I be managing my time? And I feel like by the end of the rotation, I had a really good grasp of what what that looked like. And so I think one of the biggest changes I saw in myself was just my ability to speak up and offer recommendations on the fly. So for me starting out, I kind of want to wait it until the residents and the interns make their recommendations, go through their plan and whatnot. But I found that oftentimes we move so quickly on to the next step that in certain circumstances with certain attendings, it would work better if I heard a drug come up or something pertaining to a recommendation I wanted to make to just jump in right then and there. And I think that was probably one of the biggest steps in realizing that I could identify problems, of course, when I pre-round. So before we even make it to table rounds and that I can offer that type of recommendation right then and there in real time and so we can make adjustments on the fly. 
The other thing I think that was really big and really helpful is that I was able to get more familiar with the order sets that our institution has. And this helps to mitigate a lot of the issues that you'll recognize go between writing a prescription and what needs to be verified. And so I think one of the key roles that we play is being that person because as we are acting as the pharmacist on the team, the thing we can't do is pend or save orders and we definitely can't verify orders. But what you can do to help show your preceptor, a pharmacist, that you understand what's going on and to make sure that your recommendations are put through the right way and everything is to have your team put the orders in while you're rounding, which is the practice I've seen in all of my rounds and all of my rotations so far. Um, but again, I think this is really helpful because you can walk them through the process of adding it in. You can mitigate any choices that they make or anything that's incomplete. And oftentimes they might not be familiar with the order set as well or what to do or what to type, um, even spelling the name of a drug or even just figuring out brand versus generic. And so you can really be that person who can be kind of like the translator between the medicine side and the pharmacy side or the MD side and the PharmD side. Um, or not even just MD, anybody who can prescribe NP um, and whatnot. So PA. And so all of that is, I think, super beneficial and a really a place where you can show your value on top of not only giving the recommendation, but helping to put it in verbally. And so I think that I got a lot more familiar with, again, did not know the formulary going into this, definitely didn't even know how to look things up, but highly recommend an Epic because you can't save or pend orders as an intern to go through and look at the order sets, kind of get familiar with what gets dropped in, what doesn't, what populates, what things you may have to add, what the labs look like if they are added in there and just become familiar with that because then you serve as a really useful resource for your team because oftentimes they'll call down to the cardiology pharmacy or whatever pharmacy you're in and ask these types of questions and so if you're that person on rounds and you can mitigate those issues right then and there you'll be helpful across the board and so I think the other thing on top of speaking up and kind of just talking with everyone when they come in and saying hi and adding, having yourself added to the group chat if that's the case or even messaging in the morning about rounds, whatever it may be, um, just getting to talk to everyone, see how their weekend was or how their morning was, you kind of just like become a staple there. And so while they do rotate out every two-ish weeks, I think it's really important and I found that right away if I start to communicate with them on the first day, um, it really starts to... To strengthen our bond. And I know I mentioned this about my cardiology rotation in a previous episode, but I think the important thing is to not be afraid to talk to the new people who are on your team. So I feel like for myself personally, I never want to like come at them really strong on like their first day or anything like that. Um, but it's really important that you make your recommendations, right? And so for me, I really like to make sure I have all of my recommendations made on rounds, but obviously things change throughout the course of the day. And so you have to be in contact with your team. And so it's really important to kind of can have that back and forth that you do in person continue uh, through your other forms of communication. So in messaging, um, just like saying, hey, quickly at the beginning, not just jumping into the question. I feel like maybe I'm one of those people who overanalyzes my written communication. And by maybe, I know the answer is I 100% do because I reread like every email eight times over before I send it. I'm that meme of like trying to figure out where the exclamation point goes. And so like, do I put in the first and the third sentence? Like how far away should I space them? So it's like professional, but still positive. Like, should I even include them? Like, do I need to be doing that? And the answer is 
I feel like I need to be. So here's the point. I feel like my communication and my my written communication got a lot better. I feel like I was able to convey those ideas, like respond back with a quick like NP for no problem. I'm the queen of MP, by the way. That is my response to like everything. It's quick, throw an exclamation mark at the end and you're good to go. Uh, so for me, I just try to keep it short. Uh, to the point and make sure my recommendation is completely there and if it warrants a longer conversation to pick up the phone and do that or if it's a complicated case do that right away or go talk to them at in the office and so I feel like I got a lot more comfortable with just like jumping in and doing that and just like showing up and just texting them and everything like that which I just I think it was a more of a comfort thing it wasn't so much that I wasn't doing it before but now I felt more comfortable about going about that task if that makes sense. And then I guess the other part is that now they notice when you're not there on rounds sometimes. And I guess this leads now into the OR situation. And so what was really cool about this rotation is that my preceptor is one of the few pharmacists in the country who actually goes into the OR and helps out in certain circumstances when it comes to figuring out anticoagulation and bleeding. And that's really what he focused on since he's kind of like the thrombosis anticoagulation pharmacist. And so this was a really, really cool day. We didn't go into rounds that morning, but we tried to show up a little early to still do our pre-rounds and enter as many notes as possible. And then when we went to the OR, we actually got scrubs the day before and changed in the OR locker room. So they have these locker rooms for all of the OR staff and they have these scrub machines in there, but I'm not registered with like the scrub ease. I think it's easy is what it's called. Um, and so I had brought the scrubs from the day before it changed there, which was really cool. I uh, didn't have a locker, so I used the top of that machine to store my stuff, hoping no one would steal it and no one did. So God bless America. And so after that, we went into the OR, which was so, so cool. It was a, I want to make sure I get this whole name right. It was an open heart surgery. So the patient's sternum was completely opened up on the table and then we were able to see the heart and it was an aortic valve ring annuloplasty and so they cut into the aorta and placed a ring so that to keep the leaflets uh, open and they also went ahead and clipped the left atrial appendage and so this was really cool to see as well they used this kind of I don't know if you all remember or if when you were kids use those like alligator or dinosaur like clipper looking things that you can get at the zoo where it like you like press the button at the bottom with your hand and it like opens and closes the mouth so take that and imagine it in a sterile setting and like putting it around this appendage near the left atria of the heart and this is really helpful especially in patients with um, AFib atrial fibrillation because this is often where the embolus forms that can cause a stroke this is where we worry about patients ending up forming a clot and so if we're able to clip it we severely reduce their chances if not completely eliminate their chance of forming a clot that will then travel somewhere else and so this is the whole reason that we do anticoagulation in patients with AFib anyway and so it was really cool to see them um, not only place this ring um, to keep the leaflets open in the heart which they did by cutting the aorta which means placing the patient on bypass which I have never seen before in my entire life. I don't know why I would have, but like that was the craziest thing too. The heart suddenly stops. Not suddenly, but you know what I mean. The heart stops and so you see the monitor it completely flatline. It's so crazy. And then they put ice around it to make sure um, that it's preserved. And then there's a perfusionist, which I had no idea that a perfusionist was even a thing, but they're the one who's like watching the blood, making sure um, they're taking uh, what they used ACT in order to 
uh, track the activated clotting time. And so you see all of the patient's blood filter through this and uh, you can watch the different canisters fill. And this is how you kind of determine anticoagulation and what the patient's blood is doing during the procedure. And this is where pharmacists can really play a big part. And so we not only manage bleeding to ensuring appropriate anticoagulation, but we also offer unique perspectives on pharmacokinetics and dynamics because there are so many different things that are happening in surgery, especially depending on the type of surgery, whether it be a trauma, whether it be a scheduled elective one, whether whatever it may be, there are so many different circumstances and situations and what our body does or what state it's in fluctuates so much. And we offer such a unique perspective in understanding the way that drugs work, the relationship with the body and the body's relationship with the drug that we can help to mitigate a lot of the changes and a lot of the interventions that'll take place next and how to fix what issues Issues may pop up. And so it was really great just being there with, uh, there was another resident, another pharmacy resident and the other student from my rotation as well. And then our preceptor. And it was incredible. We, we walked in, the attending was there. He's the chief of surgery in addition to the fellow, the surgery fellow. And so we each three just took turns going to the head of the bed and literally looking down into the heart it was absolutely incredible. They had cut, like I said, through the aorta. And so you could see straight down into the left ventricle. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The artistry, like I really, that I truly mean the word artistry. It looked like a work of art placing that ring. And I was absolutely blown away by just like the fine motor movements and how well it was played. Here's the thing. I'm not a surgeon, right? So when I say something was well-placed from like my untrained eye, it looked like it fit really well. <laughs> but it was honestly a phenomenal. I was standing there the entire time and I just like, I think I went numb. I just couldn't feel any other part of my body. Like my feet didn't hurt from standing or knees. Like we stood for like the whole two hours and it was absolutely incredible and it was great because even when we weren't at the head of the bed they had a camera pointing down um, into the chest and so that was put up on a couple of screens which was really awesome so you could still see what they were doing even if you weren't standing right there and it was also really cool because the chief of surgery knew that we'd be in there during the procedure and so every time we came up to the head of the bed he'd kind of walk us through what he was doing or what it meant or kind of what the procedure what step they were at so that was really awesome just because I don't know I think it's really great that we are all able to kind of again work together and get this kind of experience and they were excited to have us there which was awesome and then I actually ended up staying a little bit later at the end because I really wanted to see them restart the heart and so I watched them sew up the aorta back together which was great and then watched them massage the heart and uh, turn off bypass so that the heart would restart and so then the patient's heart started beating again and it was literally the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I was obsessed. Like I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It was amazing. Just every single part of it was just so again, well done from my pharmacy student eyes perspective. So it was a really, really fun experience. Um, and then after that just ended up changing and carrying on with the rest of the day. And so basically the big point after that was just making sure to catch up on my notes. And that was the whole like two to three hours when my team was actually texting me the whole time asking if I was in that day to help with certain stuff. But again, I feel like at, it was this was the second to last day of the rotation. And so I feel like it was a really cool way to close things out. And not to mention then I was able to get back to my 
events in my notes and then help them out with everything they needed to do and we actually didn't end up staying too much longer than we normally do which worked out perfectly and it was just a really cool experience and I highly recommend when you're on rotations to seek out any external opportunities outside of what's already scheduled for you. I mentioned way long ago during my I'm trying to think it was a hospital operations yes my hospital operations rotation they had a patient with a STEMI come in and they were immediately going to PCI and I mentioned briefly that I wanted to see some sort of procedure and so and that PCI came in I was able to go up to the um, IR lab with them and watch that whole procedure and so for this rotation I know other students have had the opportunity to go into the OR and I was like I 1000% want to be able to do that as well and so I brought it up throughout the rotation and we were able to make it not we my preceptor was able to make it happen and honestly one of the most amazing experiences and I got a much better understanding to kind of what type of hemodynamic changes take place when the patient goes into surgery and um, being sedated and whatnot which I think is really useful information and so if you ever have the opportunity, I would highly recommend going into an OR just because there's so much that happens there. And not to mention as a pharmacist, if you're ever in cardiology, you may be the one that's verifying the orders that go through for pre-op, for post-op, sometimes um, intra-op uh, medications. And so it's important to understand kind of what's going on. And I think that's probably the other really salient point that I took away from this is that understanding what the procedure was, what was done, where it was done, what's going on, I think really helps to connect the idea of what we do post-op, especially, I guess, from my perspective as a student rounding on the team and I guess peri-op to uh, pre-op, peri-op around the time of the op, uh, procedure as well. Um, just to understand what exactly we're doing and why we're doing it. So why are we holding the P2Y12 for five days beforehand? Why are we not holding the aspirin? Why are we holding the DOAC? How long before did we stop the heparin drip that our patient came on? Why and are we turning off the bivalrudin because our patient had hit? When are we restarting the anticoagulation afterwards? Does our patient have an indication for long-term anticoagulation? What does this mean about their risks for, in certain disease states for uh, sequelae to come out after this? And so I think there's so much to be understood and to be taken away from physically seeing what exactly we're doing to these organs in our body to better understand where we go in the long run and kind of what our next steps are. And I think that was really apparent for me, especially way back when for that PCI situation, considering um, when you look at the steps and whatnot, there are so many different pathways you can take. And so seeing it kind of play out in real time and understanding the flow of that was really helpful to solidify that whole um, treatment regimen. And now for this certain situation, again, just being able to understand and then figure out what does this mean for the patient and their disease state and their meds and what changes can we expect and what should we be doing moving forward? And so there's all these different things. This wasn't my patient in particular, and so I wasn't super privy to the information, but um, just being able to see what this whole procedure looks like and what these words mean, because that's also super um, just not something you cover in pharmacy school. And then on the last day, it was really, really sad because I definitely didn't want to leave my team, um, but it was great. We took a selfie together, so I'll always have those memories to look back on, but um, I don't know. I was really proud of how far I came in that whole uh, rotation. I think a lot happened personally and professionally just with everything and my future and whatnot, and I felt like I really had made significant steps moving forward to being able to manage a team. And I think I'm making the right progress that I want to see for myself as far as 
taking on more and more. I think being able to totally manage this team um, by myself, of course, with the help of my preceptors, but really be able to take it on and uh, manage all of them, make recommendations and mitigate issues is exactly where I wanted to be at this point um, in my appy experiences. And I think I'm ready for the next level, which I'm kind of mentally preparing myself for, which is being the person that verifies orders while I am on rounds. And I think that's going to really be the most telling part. But again, everything is in due time. So just again, trying to see where I've been see where I'm at right now and kind of picture where I want to be. That way I'm kind of aware of it and I'm making steps that direction, whether it be in future rotations or early on in residency, just making sure that I'm um, really keyed in whenever we're being shown how to verify orders or the best way to manage my time in that sense. And that way I can show up and be as prepared and as helpful as possible. But in general, it was a phenomenal experience. My preceptor is one of the most amazing pharmacists I've ever worked with. And I had an amazing time also being able to work with a fellow student and a PGY1 resident. And I think we all just got along really well. And um, I'm definitely going to miss also being in the cardiology office. I think it was just a really fun time. So uh, for the thank you gift, we all decided to pitch in and do like a snack box for their office. That way they would not only be fully stocked, but they would always remember us when they had the snacks and they work really hard. So now they will be able to keep up their energy. Um, and then we were out of there, which is so crazy to think about because uh, next week I will talk about my community pharmacy rotation that has just started uh, a couple of days ago because that will be my last appy rotation. And that will go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I want to say thank you so much to all of you for the love and support on the last podcast episode having to do with residency. I'm so glad I was able to share kind of my insight and my journey to pursuing a residency and ending up where I am today. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It means the world when y'all listen, whether it be this episode or any other episode. I love to see that it's hopefully helping people out there, um, or at least it's some sort of entertainment factor. But if you ever want to chat or learn more definitely feel free to follow me at the life on the farm podcast instagram if you could follow on spotify and rate on apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to me and until we see or talk to each other again or i guess i talk to you since this is my podcast but you get what i mean i hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy and i'll talk to y'all soon bye